Hey, it's Russ Payton with Role Playing Public Radio. This is RPPR After Hours, Episode 85, Aesthetic Games. What do we mean by that? Well, we'll get into that in a, in a hot second. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the thunder that is uh, uh, <laughs> rolling across the skies as we record, but, you know, consider that a little enhancement. This is our 4D Right, uh, now I have yeah. Garth Brooks in my head. Thank you, Russ. Thunder rolls <laughs> and the lightning strikes. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. In this episode, we are joined, uh, as you already heard, with uh, Thad, RPPR's Thad. How are you doing, Thad? I own myself, Ross. Uh, okay. You don't own me. <laughs> uh, and Baz, uh, my co-host on the RPPR weekly live stream. Uh, also uh, known as Future Wolfington on Twitch, and you should uh, check out Baz's streams there uh, as, as he kicks ass and Dead by Daylight and uh, Sea of Thieves and Project Zomboid now. Just, just See, yeah. That's how you know you made it to the top, y'all. I don't even have to introduce myself anymore. They do it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Rolling out that red carpet. So this topic uh, actually came about from our uh, the weekly live stream that Baz and I do. Uh, where we look at RPGs and, and talk about RPGs. And it's also sort of crossbred, you know, mingled from another podcast I do, Nightclerk Radio, where we talk about Vaporwave and uh, aesthetics in part. And so there is a uh, website called the, uh, the, the Consumer Aesthetic Research Institute. It's an online community dedicated to developing a visual lexicon of consumer ephemera from the 1970s. Actually, they go all the way back to the 50s until now. So this is not like through an institution or anything. It's just a group of people who like uh, try and come up with names and and categorizations and sort of eras of different design trends. I find it fascinating because it gives names to so many things you've seen before, uh, but never really knew that they had names. But there's all these design trends and fads that you can look at and be like, oh, that's from that era. Oh, that's so 80s. There's a whole bunch of like, wow, this is very album cover or uh, like folder that I had in grade school. Yeah, uh, I didn't know there was a name for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but there is a name for it. So what we did in the live stream is we sort of looked at these, you know, and, and talked about it and like sort of related it to RPGs. And what I thought would be fun is to uh, for each of us to look at these different aesthetics and come up with ways to associate them with tabletop games. Uh, so I'll put a link into the uh, show notes. Kari's yeah, website definitely do because otherwise this is going to be a bunch of hot nonsense in an audio medium. well we will we will do, we'll, we'll do this by ba- so there's the way I what it sort of organizes this episode is that there are four categories uh, a new RPG a campaign for an existing RPG uh, a D&D source book uh, and a board or card game um, and then you pick an aesthetic and then you sort of like describe what this how you would get this these things together um now we'll just uh, uh start by describing each of the aesthetics um and sort of give some examples of this so that you, even if you're you know use the theater of the mind of your own imagination to try and uh, uh go through but uh yeah i guess before we should uh get into the specifics what did each of like when you were doing this and sort of trying to visualize this, what did you come across and what was like, uh, and what was your impression of the Kari website? So, um, uh, Thad, you, you said you were looking at it all week trying to work on this. Yeah. Cause it, well, it's, it's interesting because there's, there, there are not as many as I expected when I first looked at it to, to sort of choose for, from, but they're all very like, I can't argue that any of these aren't a coherent aesthetic that I, 
have in some way seen before. So it is a very like uh, it's just very effective to look at Mm -hmm. because there are things that like if I look at something, I'll either I'll have an impression, if not a specific thing that I can be like, oh, that that makes me think of X. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the first ones, uh, and actually one that I did pick for uh, something that that really jumped out at me was uh, airbrush surrealism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll get back to what I wanted to do with it later, but for so, like the the image when you're just scrolling through the um, the grid view of the different aesthetics, it has this picture of like a jet fl- uh, a, j- a jet plane like flipping over and flying towards like weird <laughs> metal like suit partly metallic women in the sky and i like it gave me this weird thing where i'm imagining both heavy metal magazine and the cover to the nes top gun game at the same time which is not <laughs> the same thing exactly but it like it will take your brain places i think is is the way i would describe it yeah yeah. And it's interesting by looking at like this throughout history that like you can see like, oh, yeah, designers had fads. It was, you know, a lot of this is just driven by novelty. This is a new look. This is this is not what your parents like. This is not what uh, was even cool like two years ago or whatever. Now it's totally different. Therefore, it's good. Uh, and you can just see how many design trends we're going through in uh, just, you know, in the last 50 years. So uh, I thought that was pretty interesting, too. But, yeah, uh, it's very evocative. And uh, Baz, what about you? Yeah, I mean, this this site is if, if you wanted to peer into Ross Payton's brain, <laughs> this this website is pretty much like, oh, I really I get him. I get him as a person now. I, I feel like I know Ross because <laughs> this is how Ross fucking sees the world now. I think he has so mm-hmm. much of the vaporwave has broken his brain into just like mere aesthetic is the only if thing. They live glasses that could make you see what Ross sees. It would just be this website. Oh, yeah. It's just like every every step takes you through another era of like manufactured reality <laughs> <laughs> i like the way you describe it he was like oh that's dollar store vernacular and that's corporate grunge right over there oh, honestly but, like yeah. the, it's great to scroll through this list both in the grid view where it just gives you like here's an image sample that we think is the most this thing but also the list view where it's just giving you names with no image and only a time scale and being like I think I know what this is going to be, but oh, I'm excited yeah. to find out. Oh, it's God. really interesting to browse through as pure text because it gives you that option. Like if you're on the, if you go to the aesthetic categories page, there's a grid view and a list view and the list mm-hmm. view is an experience. Like it's, it's a fascinating website. Like yeah. I, I get a lot of, of entertainment from just being on it. Oh yeah. 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 It's like, what does pastel Southwestern mean to me? And then you click, like, it's who like, came up with the word yeah. revival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think some of these names are coming up. I think a lot of these uh, uh, things are like described, just coined by the people who work at Carrier. Like, I mean, they're all volunteers. Mm. It's all just like an informal. Hey, got hey gang, let's put together a categorization of aesthetics. Uh, but like, I mean, the thing is, there it's so accurate when you look at the examples. Like, yeah, that totally was a fad for like this decade or this couple of years. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's pretty fascinating. I, I really do like how it gives us this idea like, oh, we're just dr- – it, it, 
because it parts the veil, right? Because like these things may not have had names. Some of them are corporate, like actual name things that are recognized, like on Wikipedia, mm. like Memphis is, uh, which is one of the categories, corporate Memphis, Memphis Milano. Memphis Milano is like an actual like design group that created like this, these iconic uh, pieces of furniture and decoration. And so like, that's like a known thing. Um, mm. But, you know, like designers, you know, working in the 90s, they were doing corporate gr- grunge stuff, even if they didn't call it that, because like, oh, that's popular. That's what everybody wants. That's the trendy thing now. So like it, it's parting the veil and showing us like this is how like the people who make the products and the thing, the things that we buy, the things we look at uh, uh, do think in this way. And now you can look at this way. So, uh, you know, kind of like how if you take a film criticism class, now you can never look at movies the same way now that you know how like how they're made and how. Uh, uh, the process behind it, you know. Um, so yeah, uh, but you could also apply it to RPGs because RPGs are deep. So RPGs, yeah, uh, RPGs. So why don't we first, uh, uh, Baz, talk about the example that we did for the live stream because this was your idea. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I developed this a bit because I decided I knew what kind of game it was going to be. Yeah, so this is going to be a standalone RPG. No, it's going to be an RPG based off of a vehicular battle game like Car Wars, but it's Car Wars the RPG, mm-hmm. but it's just a reskin of that. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you call this one, and what, what aesthetic category would you associate it with? It is uh, the pulp fantasy of the 1960s to the mid-80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game is called the Fantasy Vehicular Combat Role-Playing Game. I even wrote an elevator pit, like an advertisement for it. Ooh. You and your oh okay no I'm on the pulp fantasy uh, page and yeah no I'm already oh, vibing fucking wild isn't it <laughs> yeah All right. so uh, yeah for to describe it the 70s uh, aesthetic of dreamy surreal paintings and imaginative illustration examples show up both in sci-fi and fantasy genres so like think of any Seen cheap often used yeah. in visuals or prog rock so some of yeah exactly some of the examples are like the thing movie poster. Uh, a lot of oh uh let's see here alias alicia dragon for the sega genesis uh that's a prank franzetta on there yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. also barbarella uh so yeah i think that that should be one actually rppr listeners should be pretty familiar with without (laughs) having to see examples like um so yeah tell us about the fantasy all right the game is described as such you and your pack of bad-to-the-bone, wizard-art-adorned vans must go around the fantasy wasteland in search of jobs, adventure, smoking hot chicks, and chainmail bikinis. Watch out, though. Something dark looms on the horizon. Rumor tells of a dark wizard from the valley known only as the Necrovancer. <laughs> it's very good. Oh, God, that is a hell of a pitch. It really is. It oh. really is. Um, I would watch... I would play. I would oh, read. Th- yeah, this is. This I don't isn't give a f- just a game, Baz. This is a media property. Yeah, this is a fucking media titan, like a franchise. So, oh. like, if you did a Morkborg style game with like, but every single illustration is shown airbrushed on the side of a van. Like that's it. Like that's your entire thing. So like everything is on the side or like on the back of everything's illustrated on a vehicle. Like then there you go. Like that that's going to be your 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 killer app. Your, your, also lots yeah. of van puns. Like I feel oh, like yeah. that is clear from the text. Yeah, they'd be really good. Yeah, <laughs> there'd be some like some some sheriff named Van Cleef. 
Oh, oh yeah. He just chases you around. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could maybe you could join up with a revolutionary vanguard to to fight the man. <laughs> the vanguard. Hell yeah. <laughs> vanguard. So obvious. The vanguard versus the necromancer. Like, oh my god. Oh. Oh. Uh, it's so obvious. Why didn't I think of yeah, no, it's perfect. Yeah. I love it. I now I'm like this is up there with like horse the deserving. Like it's it's perfect in the first iteration. Like no notes. Yeah, Got exactly. it one. Yeah, yeah. No. That's 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 me. That's my skill. I, I can get it in one. We're good. Hi, this is Ross Payton, and that was our first segment of our newest After Hours episode. If you want to listen to the full episode, sign up at Patreon.com/rppr. You can get our full archives of After Hours episodes, live streams, access to our community Discord, and other rewards like our RPG consultations and the chance to play in online games run by me. You also help keep RPPR going. We can't do it without your support. Thank you for listening, and later this month we'll have a Game Designers Workshop episode with Caleb, Jeff Barber, the designer of Blue Planet, and I talk about the current state of RPG publishing. It's very insightful, and I think you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks.